You know, it, it's funny. Um, I, there's, I don't think there's ever really a moment that we, we're not opening and we're laughing at something yeah, or yeah, someone. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Because uh, there's always something happening around us. Uh, well, happy Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Very good. Very good. I had to think about that. Again. Under one today. I did forget the garbage last night. I took it here, but still, it's not the point. It's not the same. Don't encourage people to do that. Don't, you know, don't let that out. And, uh, yeah, so today is Wednesday. Yesterday was garbage night. Uh, <laughs> I did miss it. That's okay. Uh, they'll be back again. They'll be back again. And I know I talked about it, too. It, it was, maybe it was just like, eh, I didn't want to bother. Maybe, maybe yeah. it was more that. Yeah. But I talked about it, and then I forgot. So. Well, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to uh, Live from Rabs, from inside Rabs Country Lanes. Uh, we've got a, a, a little noise happening. Uh, out, Jimmy and Michael have worked their way closer to us as they're they're working through their uh, maintenance, which is fine. It's good. We missed all the clanking noise. Yeah, uh, yeah. We I might think have we missed anybody. <laughs> we might have to consider a five or ten second delay because uh, if you could pick up what you might hear, uh, we don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> uh, we might have to. You might need that. <laughs> Uncensored, yeah. We might need that for Friday. Uh, yeah, so Friday, our guests are going to be uh, Mike Pirro and Jim Kane, our mechanics. So uh, get your questions ready. That should be an yeah, interesting show. Action fact. <laughs> action fact, Jimmy says. Oh, uh, we got an audience today. We have an audience because they're. Take fishing questions, too. Oh, and Jimmy says oh. he will take fishing questions. So. Uh, you're not, you haven't gone out yet, have you? I was fishing, yeah. Oh, you could keep distance if you're fishing now. Sure. Huh? Didn't think about that. If fishing is still something you can do. New Jersey now, everybody's not happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy Wednesday and welcome back. Uh, we've got a nice show today. We've got yes, our friends, uh, the Kents, joining us today. Uh, PBA, USBC Hall of Famer, and our, and, and our good friend Chrissy. We're going to talk some bowling, talk some business. Uh, Naz, you know, I showed off that beautiful chicken yesterday uh, that you made. What what was last night's dinner? Um, last night we had tacos. Because it was Taco Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, it was good. It was, it was good. Yeah. Taco Nothing Tuesday doesn't work in my house. I usually don't do it, but, I mean, uh, the last couple of weeks I've kind of felt like there was something I, easy. I want them. Nobody else does. Nobody else wants. So what did you have last night? Um, oh, it was very good. Anthony cooked up another awesome meal. Oh, that's right. Anthony cooked up. We had up. some fresh eggplants. We had some uh, pasta. He's, he's, Did I, he stay away from the knife? The poor guy, I have to say, he stopped. He had cut his thumb off using uh, knives two years ago and didn't cook. I'm telling Naz, he didn't cook. He was in the kitchen, wouldn't touch the knives, wouldn't cook, wanted no part of it. Uh, and he hasn't stopped since we... And he's got some this. time to make up he does he does and uh, he's like channeling his inner inner giada barefoot contessa <laughs> uh I, I i now i'm sending i should start sending him recipes of things that we want yeah there you go he's so very creative he's been great uh yes kevin uh, it is it's been two years already and uh, if it wasn't for you uh i don't know where anthony would have wound up uh Kevin came to the rescue uh, when he was screaming, yelling uh, that his thumb was cut off. Uh, so, thankfully, he had uh, a great surgeon. You would, you really wouldn't know. The, yeah. na the nail bed actually grew back. 
Uh, he's in, he's in good shape. Uh, I feel like I'm in the. Where are we right now with the beeping noise? I know it's a little annoying. <laughs> and it goes pure. Oh, and there he goes on the scooter. Oh, I can't. Uh, we, 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 I was just about to say we could bring our guests yeah, in and then we lost them, so they, they'll be right back. <laughs> Kevin, I'm sure that was some experience. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Uh, Anthony was making uh, his turkey bolognese, uh, which he uses kale. And he, he actually, he hasn't touched kale since, so he's not even eaten kale. It's a bad memory. Bad, bad memory. memory. So we haven't gotten back to kale. Kale is not happening. But, we'll eventually uh, get there. We'll get he there. is very farm to table. I know he's all about healthy eating. So I'm sure it's only a matter of time before uh, some kale ends up on the table somehow. Yeah, it might it might have to come in a misfits box. And, I, <laughs> there you go. and then I and then I cook it for him. <laughs> that might be the only way that actually happens. Uh, uh, hello to, to those that are sh uh, saying hello. Uh, Jim Episcopia wanted us to get the party started. Hey, Jim, our party is actually going to be Saturday. Yep. We're having a birthday party a Saturday real afternoon. party. Uh, Linda Schott, she always pops in. From, Linda's from, here every day. Hi, Linda. From Virginia. Our friend Todd. Uh, Debbie from Scotland. Oh, is she from Scotland? She's from Scotland. That's not the, that's the, <laughs> we need to have uh, Joe Cal here doing his... Uh, his accent. His, yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> Actually, he might he might get this one right. He, he, he wasn't very good with the Australian. He wasn't accent. good with Australia. No, no. Hey, uh, you know, we were just talking about what day of the week it was. We've got a we've got our meme of the day that fits right in. We might as well share it because uh, it fits right into the conversation we were just having. Uh, I have no clue what day it is anymore. I mean, there's not one bad meme that has. <laughs> yeah, it's Baby Yoda. Quote unquote, Baby Yoda. Uh, I, I I don't know which one's my favorite. They are. They are. I think I like the ones that say chicky nuggies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's just it's just funny. And I I don't watch The Mandalorian, but I've asked several people. Uh, so in the show, does he like chicken nuggets or it doesn't it, does, it doesn't mention it anywhere. Somebody just made it up. But it's hysterical. Because they're talking like a baby. You know? I know, but it, it's yeah. funny. It is funny. Totally Chicky, irrelevant. Chicky, Chicky nuggies. nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just funny because you look at this baby Yoda. And, you know, and he is cute. He's cute. He is. I, I was a little upset. Melissa had shared with us the new doll uh, that they created. And oh, at first people were like, ah, it's a, it's a cool doll. No, it's like an animatronic doll. Oh. And within hours, it was sold out. Yeah. Hours. And doll. God only knows when they'll be in production now because... I'm sure they've got that. I'm sure. I don't know. They've got Lucas Enterprises and Disney have that have that figured I, out. You, you don't know, think so? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Build a Bear has a baby Yoda too. Build a Bear has a baby Yoda too. I would too. hope that maybe uh, they're taking care of their people that work for them. I hope so. I hope so. Especially if they're making them in China, whatever. Wherever it's happening. Yeah. Hey, so uh, it's Wednesday, and we have our friends, uh, the Kents, joining us today, and so uh, they are here. Uh, they were funny. I just we were. I had sent a text. Uh, Chrissy was checking her hair, and then I noticed Doug do the same thing. <laughs> 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 oh, good, Doug. I feel it growing. Doug, I don't know. When was the last time that grew? Uh, let's see. I am fifty-three. Probably uh, 
no, 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 no. See, see, the only problem with, with the having a husband and wife duo, it's the best. Come and chat with us because now we, we listen, we want everybody to be open and honest and say whatever you want to say, uh, but we don't want you to get in trouble with each other. That'll be nice. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, so, one hello. Uh, two, how are you guys holding up? You guys, I, I, I say that because you're never together. Somebody is always, yeah, somebody's always on the away. road. You're always like, and you guys come together. And so it's probably exciting to finally get together. Uh, how, how are you two holding up being together, stuck together? I, I think we're doing good. I mean, as long as like right now I have a project that I'm doing. So, you know, I'm, I'm busy all the time and she's busy doing food prep stuff. Cause we're still doing takeout orders. So. Oh, we're, that's we're, good. We're doing that's fine. Good. We're, we're hanging in there. Does Chrissy agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do. We're fine. Yeah. It's just uh, we sleep in a little bit later and he still comes down here and does whatever he's doing. Natalie and I stay home a little bit longer and then we all come back down later in the in the evening. So we're good. We, we sleep in later because we stay up late watching movies now. Oh, yeah. we've never seen that before. Yeah. That, we've been talking about that for two weeks. It's just the amount of TV that you can yeah. one can consume. I never thought it was possible. So what's your favorite that you have watched so far? Well, we watched the uh, the entire series of All American. And uh, now we're watching uh, episodes of Criminal Minds. Oh, I love Criminal Minds. That's so, a, one of our favorites. Yeah, so we, we, watch, uh, we watch, I don't know, two, three, four episodes every night. And... Uh, that's a lot of criminal minds. Does criminal minds freak you out? You gotta get freaked out watching that before bed. Yeah. So I, yesterday, I got we got an SOS call from Natalie, and she was home alone, and she was like, um, "Are either of you close, or are you home? I think somebody's in the house." Oh my so, god. Yeah. So it was a little scary, and I was actually like a mile away. So I said, "I'm on my way. I'll be right there." So as I'm quietly walking into the house to see if anybody else is in the house, I all of a sudden turned into a Criminal Minds character, right? I was like, <laughs> behind the door, I was opening the pantry, and I'm like, here. we're good. <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute. Like, oh, what happened? Uh, we were talking Criminal Minds, and... <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that's it? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, that's funny. They're back. <laughs> but, uh, it just said you went off. So we were talking about criminal minds. We thought maybe some. some... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I had this big metal rod in my hand, and I was going through, like sweeping through the house, like they. You know, I'm like, what am I doing? There's nobody in here. What? Is <laughs> so you're, uh, you're, it, 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 funny how, like, you know, all of a sudden had this effect on me. Like I was all of a sudden a copper. And <laughs> your inner Emily Prentice came out. There it is. <laughs> your inner Emily. And 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 how is Natalie? Natalie, was, Natalie how is Natalie dealing with this? She's doing a couple of things. Actually, she's doing her own interview right now. She made the All Greater Rochester. Uh, I, I, 
she's her own um, in checking in the school thing. We don't have a lot of online learning that she's really super focused on. So she's redoing her room. She's painting. She's um, just doing 14 year old girl stuff. And so, she launched her t-shirt line. Yeah, wait, so so back up a second, because you yeah. cut out there. Uh, so All-American team, what was the high school deal that she just? Oh, the All-Greater Rochester team. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. It's the local newspaper picks an all-area team, and she made that. She learned it all from her mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> she, is a mini, she is a mini crispy. There's no, there's no doubt in that, but I, I don't know yeah, if her bowling talent Molly. <laughs> uh, all right so talk about so natalie talk about the talk about the t-shirt deal the, so it. she recently launched it's um it's girl bowler it's hashtag girl bowler and it's just t-shirts designed for um for girls i mean boys can wear them too our uh, the hoodie line is all um is actually men's sizes it's um hashtag girl bowler it's on facebook and then she has a dress line that's coming out soon it's all by Coolwick. So that's pretty cool. Just something different. You know, we noticed there was a trend of everybody trying to match their tops, their shirts and their skirts together. And we were like, why don't we just make one piece? So we contacted um, Coolwick and Gerald jumped on the chance to do that. So that's um, in production and we're just getting the sizing right. And then, um, but the t-shirts and hoodies launched last week. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Congratulations mm -hmm. on that. That Thanks. is cool. Yeah, they look great. I just dropped the link in here uh, so anybody can go check that out on coolwick.com. Okay, cool. uh, hashtag girl bowler. Yep. So now you got an, entre an entrepreneur on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, she's a teenage girl, but she's... Uh, exactly. She's awesome. Listen, it's awesome. She, she got this far. She'd probably do well. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what what's going on in the bowl? So I, you guys are in the bowl right now. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, what, what's going on at Doug Kent's Rose Bowl Lanes? Well, we uh, we took six lanes out and uh, we cleared that area out and we are going to divide that all off and put a big uh, redemption game room in and uh, some party rooms and uh, just try to generate uh, some more revenue on uh, in that square footage of the building. So we are we are in a smaller town, so there really isn't any use for 36 lanes anymore. We can't fill 36. So we're cutting back, and uh, we're going to try to utilize that space a little better. What a bet! What a better time to be able to do some, some yeah. Work, work the timing center. worked out well. Right. <laughs> yeah. The, the, timing, the timing was perfect because we can't have people in here, so uh, it enabled us to really just tear everything out and. And uh, you know, not have distractions, and you know, while we're closed, so it uh, it actually worked out perfect. Awesome, it's cool. Are you uh, you guys open for uh, for food service? Yeah, food only for what a couple hours a night. Yeah, oh. five to seven a night. Cool. So you you so, got yeah. you got some folks uh, staying busy, which is a good thing. Uh, so that, so if you didn't get to do, if you didn't get to do that work now, what was the what was your plan? Was this something you were going to do today, or were you within a five-year plan? Or I know Chrissy's been talking about it, but when does it become? When would it yeah, become reality? Probably, probably, probably July. Probably uh, towards the end of July, we we're going to start after after Junior Gold, and uh, yeah, we we're going to try to uh, try to get it started and 
you know, we, our, our plan was to try to be open, have it all done and open before the start of the season in September. Um, but this really gave us a good head start. Yeah. So uh, what do you anticipate? Uh, well, obviously, it's probably going to take you less time now with less distractions and less to worry about in the center. How long do you think this project is uh, going to take you? Uh, it's like here. It'll take about. We want to take it. Talking about little lines. I, I, Chrissy's in charge. I think that's the problem. <laughs> Sora, lean in. She was trying to. It looked like the the, the phone was falling there, and uh, maybe I wonder if she she hit the exit button by accident. <laughs> by accident. <laughs> you know, maybe that's a. If, if, you, if you're if you're arguing with your husband or you don't agree, you can always cut him off by just by just hit. Hi, <laughs> I promise I'm not doing it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. so you were he, saying. He said nothing wrong so far. <laughs> so, so, where what, what was I saying? About oh, how tough are? Well, I think we're right now. We're probably a little more than halfway through it. So now it's, uh, we're basically in the construction part now. Now we're doing some electrical and we're getting ready to put up walls and divide it all off where we got to, it's, it's coming along pretty good. I, I would say we're probably a little more than halfway through it. And with us being closed now, we're, we're really saving a lot on, you know, on the construction part and not having to contract as much out to do it. So. We're uh, saving a lot in the labor part of it. I'd love to be. I'd love to say we could do stuff like that at, during this time. Yeah. Uh, I'd sadly, our city makes it impossible. <laughs> this would be the best time to do some work inside. Uh, so, hey, hey, Doug, talk a little bit about. So, you know, you you, you bowled on tour 20, 20 years, transitioned into this into this new role, which I could argue maybe. I wonder, would you rather be bowling? Than, than telling people what to be doing. Uh, talk a little bit about what, what your role on, on the tour uh, in the last couple of years has been. Uh, well, well, last, uh, can you hear me? All right, there yeah. we go. Um, last, last year, Jim Callahan from Storm gave me a call and asked me if I'd be interested in, in being a tour. And uh, I had never envisioned myself doing that, but uh, you know, I kind of took it on as it was, it was a lot more, but turned out to be a lot more of a challenge than what I thought it was going to be. And, uh, it's just a different generation of bowler out there right now. And, yeah. and, uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta learn their personalities a little bit more before you can actually help them. So I'm trying yeah. to learn the players to find out, you know, what, what their tendencies are, their, their thought process and find out what their misses are, you know, how, when they do miss, what are their tendencies of, of how they miss? So, uh, so I've learned all that with, with most of the players now it's, you know, you're, you're pretty much in, in the, you're the extra set of eyes for them right now. So, and, uh, that's, that's not always an easy thing, but it's, it's definitely a challenge. Right. I, I, I guess learning as much, uh, at when to speak up as to when to be quiet also. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had we've had many conversations about that, and 
you know, when when a player is doing well and he's, you know, he's in his own frame of mind and he's doing he's doing well, you just kind of stay out of the way. You know, you you acknowledge what they're doing, you try to pick up on what they're doing, and but you just stay out of their way. If if they're doing fine, they're obviously they're thinking fine. You know, they're they're making the right moves. Their brain is in the right position, and and uh, they're thinking clearly. So stay out of their way. So we we just acknowledge what they're doing. You move on to the next player and you just kind of help the person that needs help. So uh, back on the road, did you ever think you'd be back on the road? Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't. I, I honestly didn't. And that's probably the one thing that I hesitated the most because of being, I was gone for 20 years and uh, that was the part that I hated the most was the traveling part. So uh, I still don't like the traveling part, but it's kind of broken up to where it's a couple weeks here and there. It's not, you know, just like a solid 10 or 12 week stretch. So it's, it's not all that bad. Some of the weeks where it's, you know, you're working 16 hour days, that part's tough, but it's, it's not, it's not all that bad. I, I, it's well, it's a totally different. You were working. <laughs> was, that, was that convincing or what? Yeah. How did yeah. You <laughs> oh, and I say, you guys, it, it's funny because you're, you're back on the road, you're doing that gig. Chrissy's busy doing things, and uh, when, when you, it, it, this has to, it just, it's got to be a, a great time that you're, you're together, yeah, which you, together. You, you haven't been used to really, if you, if you think about it, in quite some time. Uh, what? So, but then if you go back when you were on tour. You're out bowling and you're you're working, but it's costing you money to work. Where in, in this case, you're, you're working. Getting paid. You're getting, you know, you're, I would imagine this is a guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you know, going going back to what I was just saying about the players too is is what what makes it difficult sometimes is the knowledge the knowledge that I have gained over 20 years. I can pass that on to these players if if they're willing to accept it at times. Sometimes they're not, you know, sometimes they're, they're frustrated and, and they just don't want to communicate when you know that you can help them, but they're not ready to communicate. That's, that's the hardest part of, of the whole process. And, uh, you know, and that's, and that's all part of me learning them also. Right. So it's, it's, but, but it is very rewarding on the other hand too, when, a player is thinking clearly and, and they're trying to push forward. They may be struggling and they do push forward and you come up with a game plan and it starts to work and then they do succeed. And they, of course, they, they start making a lot more money and doing well and making shows and, and possibly winning. So, I mean, I kind of, I have that feeling. I mean, I, I know the way I used to think and sometimes that doesn't always work for that player. So I, it helps me to learn the player so I can help communicate with them also. What do you find your, all right, so what's the, I won't say who is your biggest challenge. Uh, you could save that for a private conversation. Uh, what, what do you believe is your biggest challenge there? Uh, uh, what's uh, <laughs> the biggest challenge? Well, it, 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 vary, it varies from day to day. There isn't one person in general that that is a challenge. It's, it's a lot of it is just timing of what someone's feeling. If someone's struggling and they feel a certain thing, trying to overcome what to do next is the hardest part. And it's not always, 
it's not always a ball change or a physical change. Sometimes it's just a mental way of thinking, you know, how to, how to think your way through it and try to kind of just rationalize what's going on uh, to make a good decision on what to do next. I, I, I wouldn't say anyone's a, is more of a challenge more than another. It's uh, it's just, you know, yeah. certain patterns are playing on and, you know, the, everybody's different every single day as far as, you know, how they fit, how they're physically performing. So it, it, it varies from, from day to day. A single best piece of advice you could give a player. Single best piece of advice. Wow. Uh, uh, There's a lot of isms and Doug, listen, this, this is a great, you are, you're awesome at what you do. And I think you, you, you under, under, understate that. So, and that's why I asked the question because you, you've both so long, you have so much knowledge and so much to give uh, and the play. And I, you could see that the players appreciate that too. when they talk about you and, and that relationship and even the conversations that we've had uh, over the years, especially through Chrissy, uh, but then I asked the it's piece of advice that you, you could like your go-to the best advice that you could give someone uh, when you're out there and whether they're struggling or not uh, gets, gets them through, but also helps you through it. To say, just try to try to not use as much emotion, try to, try to bull with less emotion so you can make clear thought changes. You know I mean? Just, so you can think your way through the situation better. You know, there's that's that is the one thing that I have noticed with the generation that's on tour right now is they leave one ring ten and they go ballistic. You know, when if they would just stop and think, Wow, I left a ring ten, that's actually a good thing. I'm I'm in the pocket. I all I gotta do is make a minor adjustment. And, and move forward. It might be all change at that time. The world and that shot, that ring ten, and the way they react off that ring ten affects their next shot way yeah. too much. Yeah. And just the the highs and lows of of bowling a six or eight game block. I mean, you lose. I mean, you you, you see at the end of a week where the top five may be decided by one shot you go back over the course of a 32 36 game format of all the highs and lows and all the shots you may have given away because of one ring 10 that you lost your mind on you know you you finish higher as the week progresses every week if you are thinking more clearly and you don't let that one shot affect you as much that's so it's not all physical you know it's, it's yeah. a lot of it's mental so much of it's mental all right. So having said that so eloquently, how much of that have you been able to convey to that? <laughs> I have to say it's probably not them either. Uh, we have this nice little note on the top of the screen that says uh, high loads at service providers may cause some performance issues. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're back again. Right. Hi. We, 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 we now have a banner on the top of the page here that tells us there may be some performance issues. So we're, we're pretty sure that it's not just you. So we can't okay, just be busy. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> As you were asking him. Yes. 
having stated all of that so eloquently about the mental game and uh, staying in the moment and dealing with one shot and putting it behind you, learning from it, how much of that have you been able to pass on to Natalie? Successfully. Um, I, I, think, I think she's actually very, very good. Uh, for her age, as far as how how she let how she lets shots affect her, um, but I'm noticing the more that she's starting to understand the game, the more she's starting to let those shots uh, you know, uh, affect her. So, you know, sometimes when she gets off to a really really good start. Uh, if, if she starts off with like seven or eight in a row, she starts getting really, really nervous. You know, you can start to see that. And then when she does throw a shot and she leaves a ring 10 or something, I'm starting to notice more how it does emotionally affect her. Mm -hmm. So I think the, 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 the more successful she's getting, it starts to affect you more. I think it's just human nature to expect more when you start to perform better. Right. So, you know, you more expect more out of your more at stake you know you have more at stake maybe yeah but she's she's uh i think she's got a lot more of me in her uh emotionally how she's just very easygoing and doesn't get rattled and good. i think she's a little more a little more like me than her mother her mother might be true her mother tends to like stomp her foot or kick something or yeah. say a couple choice words you maybe know. I don't. I don't believe it one bit. You know, I, I used to be. I used to be that mom, and it was funny when you guys interviewed Carolyn and Dell the other day because Carolyn and I would always, if when we would see each other at Junior Gold or, or the Youth Open, and and we would both be like just so irritated, and we would look at each other, and we would just kind of laugh because we we were both very similar in that regard. That we're like, oh my gosh, we are those moms, and. Um, I had a really, really uh, a big eye opener two years ago at Junior Gold, and I watched a father put his daughter in tears in a matter of about 12 seconds. And I turned to him and I looked at him and I said, I'm done. I said, I'm her cheerleader. She's not going to hate me over bowling. Um, all I will do is support her from now on. So he's the mental coach and the physical coach. And now I just, I'm just the cheerleader. So, yeah. Good. You know, I was going to mention that. Uh, Junior Gold experience because I did have the opportunity to watch you guys at Junior Gold and um, oh you have a, a decent amount of kids there too with you right other kids that you take well from 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 the right we have a lot from the yeah, Rochester yeah. area yeah. right right we, we have we have fifty to sixty kids just from yeah, our area and. Uh, so yeah, I mean we have quite a few. But but when we're, when we're there, he's dad and he's just essentially right. Natalie's coach. A bunch yep. of the kids will text him here and there. The kids will text him between blocks and things like that. But when when Jacob was bowling, you had a lot of kids that yeah. you were coaching at the time. Yeah, there was there was probably five or six years where I had twelve to fifteen kids that I was really trying to keep track of and follow, and you know going from center to center trying to get you know cover for them wherever they were and it, it was just impossible i couldn't do it yes especially now that the event's grown so much it's tough exactly to yeah, yeah. It, it, it has gotten much more difficult over these last four or five years 
with, uh, you know, with having, you know, 3,500 kids and, you know, all the different centers and 45 minutes between each center. And it, it, it became very difficult. But I, I, I do love that message that when you're there, be mom and dad and be the cheerleader because that's really what they need. And I'll tell you, I've witnessed parents putting their children in tears, too. Uh, you can see the kids are on the verge of it as, it, you know, uh, uh, just sure. competing. And um, some parents really just don't get it. And it, it's it's sad. It really is sad. Yeah, yeah. It is. Well, and with, with Nally, too, I mean, she doesn't want to let us down. She doesn't want to let him down. Oh, yeah, and, exactly. A lot you know, of kids. So there's a, there's a, you know, cloud over her anyway, um, as there was Jacob, you know. And so we just say, listen, because you're the ones that physically have to, and you're the ones that it's just not going to happen. If you want to be good at bullying, you have to practice. We can't make you guys be good. And, and they both got that, thankfully. Natalie just decided within the last two years that bowling was actually what she wanted to do because she was playing basketball and softball and volleyball. So she finally just decided that, okay, I want to be a bowler. I mean, for now again. <laughs> uh, is she practicing this week? Well, you know, that's a great question because she tried and throughout, through all of this, he turned off all the ball returns, turned off all the turned power off to just about everything, turned in the power building. off to everything. So she comes in, she's like, I'm going to practice. I was in the office doing something. And, uh, she comes out, she goes, mom, where are my bowling balls? And I was like, I don't know why. <laughs> well, they're stuck in the back of 15 and 16 because now the ball returns were on. So she tried to practice, but we have to. <laughs> Fish her balls off from underground. So we had to get her balls from underground. So, I'm sure. She couldn't Snapchat or any of that kind of stuff because we know that there's so many kids right now that wish they were in the bowling center. We told her that it kind of wasn't fair. I mean, it's kind of fair, kind of not fair, but you know, it's one of those things where you don't want to um, upset anybody. I told her she could bring home the in school bowling kit. There you go. Oh, just let her bowl. What's your point? It's so, so much to say, right? <laughs> uh, I, my niece and nephew got to bowl this week. They were excited. Uh, we had stripped yeah. the lane, so of course uh, we had to pull the machine out, <laughs> put put everything on too. So I, I hear you. Uh, it's certainly not easy. Uh, or she could just take other balls, throw one down each lane, and right, then exactly. fish them later. How <laughs> he would love that. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the mechanic in me speaking at all. I hate to be that mechanic. Right. <laughs> and so, Chrissy, you've been able to keep pretty busy, too. You're on the BPAA board. Uh, you're an IBC uh, youth committee. So tell us a little bit about what you do, what those roles are for you. Um, yeah, so I sit on the um, IBC youth committee, which uh, <laughs> goes back a couple of years. Um, there were times that uh, my sister and I, we became very vocal of things that, you know, we think that the piece of uh, the puzzle doesn't fit together unless you have every single piece to it, right? So we would see things that we just wanted to enhance, not necessarily change, but would just like to offer some of the thoughts and things that we saw. Well, if you're not in a role that you can actually change things, either get involved or shut up. Okay, those are the two choices that you have. So we decided that um, that I was I would just get involved, and if if the things that we were thinking and that we were, you know, wanted to see changed and stuff. At least if we could tell the right people, it may not happen, but at least you know that you tried instead yeah. of sitting at the, you know, at home on the computer and just being mad about things that you couldn't change. Um, just get involved. And 
the volunteer side of it, I mean, it's well worth the time. It's well worth the effort. You get to see what's going on and how things actually happen. And then the, the BPAA that kind of came out of that as the proprietor side, um, you just see a whole different, you know, a, through a different lens there too. So you get to uh, see both sides and what a see what a proprietor goes through and see what, um, you know, somebody at a volunteer level, it just, it's totally different. And I'm thankful and grateful that I've been able to do both and I'll continue to do both as long as I can. And um, with him, and then we have another, you know, another side of it too, with him being, having been on tour for so long. So, you know, bowling has been my entire life. I grew up in it with my dad having a small center in Michigan. So, um, and then my sister and I did it in college. So, you know, we've always done it. And then, and our brother owns a center in Wisconsin now. So we're a bowling family and it, it just seems, we got a lot of skin in the game so of course you want yeah to the other part of that too now is once somebody does express interest and does get involved they get roped we, in. we don't really let them go <laughs> uh, because they've said yes and it, you know yeah, but it's really awesome, all the friends, all the, the camaraderie, all the, the relationships that we've made. I mean, he came home one day, um, this was a couple days after Natalie had been born, and asked me if I knew a, a gentleman who was um, Hammer with Hammer at the time. And I was like, yeah, we bowled against them in college and this and that. And so the eight years that my sister and I were at Wichita State, when he was on tour and all the players that came from those eight years that are on tour that, you know, we knew from college that he then became friends with as, as tour. I mean, it's just insane how, how big and small the, the industry is and uh, the friendships and relationships, especially through this whole thing, Frankie has been, been amazing because we're talking to, you know, proprietors all over the country and um, what are you doing and what are you doing about your insurance? And it's literally from like, what did you do with your pest control? So what did you do to your TV, to your internet? It's just so many things. And everybody has a different idea. Everybody has a different thought. And then, you know, we look at each other and go, okay, what's best for us when we put everything on the table? So it's been, it's been, it's been awesome. I wouldn't change it for anything. So uh, with the IBC Youth Committee, is there anything exciting that you see coming? Any of the changes maybe you would have liked to have seen that may be coming? Uh, well, I mean, there's a few, obviously some, there's a few things that are going to change in the, the next year. Um, you know, the, obviously the age rule, the 18, we're now in line with other sports. Um, so that's going to take a, a little bit of time for people to get used to, but it just makes sense. Um, you know, there, there will be, it gives kids a, a, an opportunity to see the change. You're going to feel it. People are going to, and they're going to figure out where their niche is. They're going to figure out where they belong once they get there. You know, freshmen in college, sophomores, um, they'll figure it out and it'll be fine. And everybody will, it'll all work itself out in the end. And there's going to be a place for everybody. So it'll be fine. Yes, yeah, you, you, you've known long enough. You're, you're telling, you're asking something she might not be able to answer. <laughs> I was hoping she was going to press. And just break and admit no, something. No, no, no. There's no, there's no ground. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's oh, the, the crazy part. There's always something happening, right? Yeah. There's always something happening there in the industry, and uh, your stakeholders have to get involved. And so uh, that's the beauty of, of being involved in multiple things, and you get to see that in the background and be involved. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's cool. Hey, uh, transition. I, I, I'm going to come back to Chrissy. Uh, transition to, to Doug and some bowling. So. One could argue, and I think you'd say it, your best, your best season on tour, 
2006, 2007, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, walk us through a little bit of that and what you, what you, hundred and you cash in almost every single event. Uh, it's just an awesome time for Doug's career. Uh, how, how did that feel? Um, well, uh, of course, uh, you, you wish every season was like that. Um, a lot of times it comes down to, you know, physical things. Uh, I was actually in the gym a lot more at the start of that season and I was really taking a lot better care of myself and, you know, it just, uh, it, it became a confidence thing. You know, you start the season off and things are going well and it just rolls to the next week and you don't second guess things you're doing and it just rolls to the next week into the next week and you just go into the next week and you just know you're going to bowl well. And, you know, it's a mental confidence thing. And, you know, and again, you, you just don't second guess what you're doing. You don't have those negative thoughts in your mind. And before you know it, the end of the season is there and it's a good season. And, you know, I was up for player of the year and, and it's funny because that that season it came down to Norm Duke and I uh, for Player of the Year, and uh, we had the the roll to riches, which decided the whole thing. It it actually didn't decide it, but all the people that were voting, it was. I mean, we were neck and neck, and it just came down to that. It almost seemed like that was the perfect tiebreaker, you know, for to be to be Player of the Year. So it was uh, it was. I don't know. It's just one of those years. You, you're not really thinking about it until the end of the year. You know, you're having a good year. You're just doing well. And you kind of just go with the flow. You know, you're doing well. You're not second guessing anything. And and it's funny because that, that season there, uh, I had called Chrissy the, I think after the first block of winning the world champion or was it the masters or world champion the, the masters it was the, it was the masters first and i had called her and i said you know i'm i'm ready to be done i fried I got, fried I, I got off to a a mediocre to to bad start and and i just i remember calling home and just saying you know what i i'm really ready to be done with this whole thing and and uh she of course talked me talked some sense into me and just said you know kind of get through it and you've had bad weeks before whatever. And I'm like, I know, but this hasn't been good and things aren't right. And, and, uh, I ended up bowling good the next block and went on to win a tournament. So it was just kind of, you just don't know when, when things are going to turn around and, and you, you just don't know. I mean, I, again, it comes down to, to mental and having confidence in what you're doing and committing to what you're doing and, but that could change. It changes so fast. It, it can change so fast. So it, I don't know. It, it was one of those years that you just, when you first start on tour, you, you have, you dream about years like that. And you just, you always wonder, am I capable of doing something like that? And I mean, you watch, of course, the greats, Marshall and, and Mark Roth and all those guys and, and, how dominant they were for so many years and all the player of the years. And you're thinking, God, am I, am I in that same class to where I could actually be player of the year? And then at the end of the year, you're in the race for it and it happens. So 
you just never know. Yeah. Is she still knocking sense into you now, or is it the other way around? <laughs> she still wants me to go back on tour. Love honesty. <laughs> No, I love to watch him bowl, and I still think he's, I still think he's great, and I, I even watch him bowl league sometimes. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. What a monster that is. <laughs> well, yeah, that's sometimes. <laughs> so, your most memorable moment? My most memorable moment? Yeah. Um, my most memorable moment was. Uh, winning the first world championship in 2001 when I was bowling Lonnie Wallachek for the title. And we were like, even like through four or five frames. And I remember sitting on the bench when he's up and he went open, open and my heart started pounding like crazy. I'll, I'll never forget that feeling. It's almost like I got kicked in the stomach. You know, because your mind starts to go 100 miles an hour and your your brain is is already starting to spend 120,000 before you even have it. Yeah, <laughs> I bet it, 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 it does. It, you, you, you lose control of your mind. And, you know, and uh, I just remember my hands getting really, really cold and sitting there on the bench and he went open, open. And all of a sudden I'm up by like 30 something with four or five frames to go and. And I remember looking at the scoreboard going, how am I going to get through four more frames the way I feel? <laughs> and can I, can I actually hang on to this? I mean, how can I not give this back to him? You know, so it, it's, it was that weird, really, really weird frame of mind that I was in or that you get in that some people, I'm sure other people do too, but you kind of lose control of your thoughts and you just try to get through it. It was a, it was a really, really strange feeling, but that's probably the most memorable. All right, Chrissy. So you've watched, you've, you've got, you've had the opportunity to watch him over the years, What's your, what's your most memorable Doug moment or your, even your proudest moment. Uh, <laughs> when he won uh, the, ma was the masters in Grand Rapids. Yeah. Masters. The masters in Grand Rapids. Uh, my dad passed away in January. And uh, he was a really big fan of Doug's. And um, to wit for, I just wish my dad would have been there to see that uh, because he lived every single moment with Parker and with Doug, um, every shot that they threw. And so I think for him to win that major uh, a month or two after my dad passed away, I think was a pretty cool moment. And my mom and, um, my mom and my sister were there and Natalie was with us. She and I flew in that morning. Um, he made the show and then we flew over that morning uh, with a couple friends from here. So um, just, it was another major and it was just right after my dad passed away. So I think that's was probably the coolest for me. That's awesome. See, it, 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 it all comes full circle, right? <laughs> it, it really does. Uh, hey. Uh, so our co-host Joe was excited he couldn't be here today, but he of course shared a couple of questions. He always does. Uh, and so one of these questions he's been asking, he's been asking almost everyone. Uh, so Doug, uh, who was the guy on tour that always uh, you had you had a tough time with? 
Have, COVID years. You talk about while I was bowling or now? Yes. No. <laughs> no, no. While you were bowling. Yeah, while, while, nice. <laughs> while I was bowling? Yeah. As, as far as like an opponent, it was tough to yeah. beat? Yeah. Um, it, it was definitely Walter. Walt, Walter, uh, for whatever reason, every every time we bowled on TV, not every time, but majority of the time, he had like an eight or nine bagger at me every single time we bowled each other on TV. So he was, he was probably my toughest opponent. And, sure. it drove, and, it, and it drove me absolutely up the wall. <laughs> up the wall. So when did you get redemption? Did you? Yeah, I did. I can't remember where exactly, but uh, we got we got a little bit here and there. And then I bowled him this past summer in Indiana on the senior tour, and he did the same thing to me there too. <laughs> they bowled like two sixty or seventy at me on on the show. Two so, hands. Yeah, I was just gonna say two hands. Just no one handed, but it was just like old times. I felt like felt like it was fifteen years ago. You know, here we go again. So if you didn't get that pick, you would have been okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Chrissy. So uh, your sister Leslie is here, and we would, you mentioned her a few times. And so hello to Leslie, and uh, and you know you're both involved in 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 bowling, and she's done a great job at uh, building the youth program right over the bridge, and and getting those kids engaged. A lot of our kids go bowl with their kids, and one of the one of the th one of my favorite things that they do is organize that one. Uh, squad at the op the us the youth open championships and uh, all these kids from all over the country getting together so kudos to leslie uh yeah. however and in the in the theme of of the families and chrissy you have to answer this <laughs> oh boy <laughs> so if the bones bowled against the kents best <laughs> out of seven who wins if the bones bowled against the kents when best out of seven oh who wins Oh well, since <laughs> since she doesn't bowl at all anymore. <laughs> um, right now, yeah. If we were to do it uh, today or tomorrow, they would win. Yeah, yeah. What a but give me a couple days, and, and I'll 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 be there. Ready for it? I got it. So if you're prepped and ready, it would be uh, you would be you. Nah, I don't know. It would be it would be a lot of fun. Actually, we don't we don't I don't think we've ever done that. That'd be cool. Yeah, we've actually never done that, but we may now. We may now. Uh, Joe gets the credit for that. You could call it the the Joe Cal Open. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we should throw a little twist into this. I think Parker should have to bowl right handed, and I will bowl left handed. Oh, oh. and we will be that. <laughs> that's, that's what I think we should do. <laughs> and, and Leslie, that she she just uh, this year the Jersey Queens a uh, champion, so you got to watch out. Yes, she, she, yes. She's, she's on a roll. She's bowling well, very well. Yeah, she's bowling really well. She because she has a really good um, ball driller. <laughs> oh, is that the secret? <laughs> so there could be some sabotage if, oh, before, before this match. Yes. <laughs> well, only before our match. Only before the Joe Kale. <laughs> I love it, uh, and, yeah. and I, I can I offer this to the two because I think there's two. Uh, you've got two perspectives here, but one of our viewers, so Brian, Arthur, whoever whoever we are today, uh, wants to know if if somebody came to you and said, "Hey, uh, a young bowler wants to become a pro bowler," what kind of advice would you offer? 
first of all, I would say make sure you have a very good, very good physical coach, someone that can get your fundamentals uh, top notch, and also teach them how to think on their own, not do their thinking for them. Teach them how to think. Absolutely. Very good. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that goes a long way. Uh, that, that could really be anything, but that's, that. you know, that's, that's very, very common nowadays with, you know, you see that junior gold that the parents are back there telling them how to do every little thing. You know, they're telling them to switch balls or tell them to move left or tell them to move right, tell them to throw it harder, tell them to throw. They don't, the kids don't do any thinking on their own at all. And I'm, I'm guilty of that at times too, mm-hmm. you know, but uh, I think that's the, that's the one thing that I think we, that coaches are lacking around the country. I'm not putting anybody down because there's so many really good coaches that uh, I, th- I think we need to do a better job of giving them the tools to do better oh, great. without That's doing it for them. Great advice. You know? Great advice. Do you, <laughs> you tell the guys on tour the same thing because you guys are telling them what to do all the time. So only some guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, think about it. You're standing. You're, you're standing behind a player, and you, you, it's so hard because they need to think for themselves. And especially kids, they're so used to picking up their head and looking up, whether it be mom yeah. or dad or their coach, and they they just go like this. And hey, wait a second. To your point, we've got to give them the tools to be successful. Absolutely. Uh, I, I I'm gonna take that snippet. And and share that with all of our kids because yeah. we're constantly saying that. And sometimes, uh, I how do how do you, how does that translate? How do how do we get them to realize we're trying so hard? Yeah. Uh, do knowledge it. is power. Knowledge well, is power. And, I, and and also with that too is I think a good way to do that too is when instead of just telling them, hey, move to left, instead of just doing that, when yeah. they come back off the approach, ask them. I mean. Ask them what they think they should do. Your, your ball just went high. What do you think you should do before you just tell them what to do? Make them think about it first before. And then when they tell you what they think they should do, you kind of confirm with them. Yeah. Great advice. Great. Always said that. Did, did she answer you? Oh, <laughs> it, oh I did. I, it didn't, she didn't say anything, so I didn't know. Do you? You have you have something to add to that, Chrissy, from your perspective. I know you already said you're you're being cheerleader, so we got yeah. that from your perspective. Yeah, no, I let him I let him do all of that, but I do think that it's important for the kids um, to to make be able to make the decisions by themselves, especially if you have a coach that has multiple kids and they can't be behind every pair during the entire, you know, they can't get to each pair. So that's where it's important for the kids to actually know how to make their moves. And the good thing is the bonus for Natalie is he knows, he knows the balls, you know, right. When, when he puts them in in order for her, he tells her what they do, you know, where, where we're going to, we're going to start with this and you're going to go to this for these reasons. So um, as long as she's listening, um, then, you know, You know, he does teach her those things, too, instead of just, I mean, and surfaces and, you know, when to, uh, you know, Avalon and which one to use and all those kind of things. And she knows those things. So um, that's important, too. And and like you said, Naz, knowledge is power. And and it just sets up up a frustrating uh, 
situation, if the kid is relying on the coach to do well, the parent is frustrated and blaming the coach if the kid isn't blaming the oh, kid yeah. well, and the kid is blaming the coach. So uh, you know, it, it it's 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 not a good situation. It, it, it's better for them to learn themselves, and it gives them the a true pride when they do win. It's because they did it. I think it's yeah. It's easier to recap too after a block, right? So yeah. it's easier to go back and look if you don't have time in between shots. It's easier to go back and recap and see what happened. And 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 sometimes getting knowledge to the parents is also important because, um, you know, a lot of them think they know what's going on, um, and unfortunately they don't. They're their own worst enemies. As some of, I mean, some of us are. I mean, like if you put me in a, in a lacrosse field or somewhere else, another sport, I wouldn't know it either. But um, you know, if we can get some knowledge to them, like to how to coach a coach, what we're doing in our youth program with some of the parents that want to be coaches is that they don't know how to coach because they don't know the bowling terms, the, the, how to move it. So you've got to coach a coach, essentially. So we do that a little bit, too. Well, uh, if you didn't see, she's got a, a shirt on uh, that says, be kind. Be kind. And, uh, Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's, that's, that's all you need to say, no more than that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and you know what? We say it all the time, and it's, it's so true. And so uh, I, I love it. Uh, hey, uh, thank you guys for, for popping in and joining us today. Thanks. Welcome, Thanks for waiting on us. <laughs> <laughs> all good. We really appreciate it. Uh, you guys are busy. Go back to doing what you're doing. And good luck. Good luck with your. Have a great day. Oh. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thanks, you guys, too. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thank right, you. Take care. You. Bye. Bye, you. guys. Oh, here we are. That was a nice chat. It is. They're great. Uh, yeah. And thank you to, to Chrissy and Doug for, for popping in and joining yeah. us today. Yeah. Uh, lots of, lots happening there. Uh, and so the, I love the dynamic. Uh, the two of them complement each other so well. Yeah. Uh, and they, running their bowling center operation. I, I think <laughs> Chrissy and I laugh about this all the time, but it probably works best because when they're, they're far. Yeah. <laughs> she tells Doug does a lot of, of work in the bowling center. You'll, you'll find him up on the roof. You'll find him in the back. And it's great to, to be able to, to do that. Yeah. Uh, and so this project uh, sounds like a lot of fun, too. Yeah. So wishing them uh, And the they're best. saving some money. Yeah. Without a doubt. I, you know, I, I, know this. I would love to be doing work like that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, we have some additional restrictions here. Uh, Naz, <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. So we were talking about uh, Natalie and, and, the, and the, re the relationship of a coach and uh, their daughter bowling. How were you when your kids were bowling? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask you, Liz. I didn't ask. No, seriously. We, we, did, you know, it, it, I can totally sympathize with parents um, because I know what it's like to stand behind your kid and want nothing but for them to do well, but knowing that they're probably gonna learn more from their mistakes than they do their successes. So uh, listen, I've been in uh, bowling centers where I've uh, threatened my kids to pack up their stuff and leave because I didn't like the way they were acting. And I'm sure you didn't say stop. Not I, me. 
and it what what and Liz said it wasn't her, and I'm not gonna say which child it was, but she knows who she is. Um and uh listen, I've seen them have the most amazing successes and my heart explode watching them be successful and being there to console them when they were disappointed or they didn't achieve something that they wanted. But what I think that the whole experience was just teaching them that it's a microcosm of life. You know, how you handle uh, disappointment, how you gracefully lose, how you can be happy for somebody else's success. Um, it's all it's all really about life. And, you know, if we can teach our kids, and I'm not saying don't encourage them to excel, uh, but temper it with life lessons. And that, um, you know, that's what we're trying to do here is get through life and hopefully they learn and grow and, and be better people because that's honestly what we're trying. We're not raising athletes, we're raising people and we want them to be better people. And, you know, I, I don't think I was a tough, uh, I don't even, wouldn't even really say I was a coach. I, I kind of tried to let Ray handle that part of it. And, um, but maybe you can bring my kids on for an interview and ask them what I, kind I, of- I don't know. <laughs> So to your point, there's a lot learned from that experience, right? And so that's what you could, share, and that's what we're talking about. You share that and pass it on. So in other words, you might have been the, you might have been yelling a little bit more. No, I, okay. I, I, I was never. I I'm fishing. I'm trying. I'm fishing. I would, yeah, I know you're fishing. I, I don't think <laughs> I was ever. I don't think I was ever that parent that had that look of disappointment when a kid turned around because I know what. You know, I, I see that in the kids that I coach and I, I, and I, I see how they, they want that, um, uh, they want that good feeling from their parent, whether they threw a good ball or not. So, you know, I think I was really kind of sensitive to that. Maybe a little too sensitive. Um, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know how I am. <laughs> it's, uh, good, it's good. It's good. It's not um, bad at all. But yeah, I, you know, it, it's like everything else. And, and then, you know, you always second guess yourself because I never really pushed my kids into it. Uh, although I think that um, I, I can't even imagine the, the, how well all of them would have excelled if they would have continued. Um, you know, maybe on my side, I didn't push them enough. So listen, I think uh, my thing is as a parent, you're almost in a no-win situation because if you do too much, then you're too much. If you don't do enough, then you didn't do enough. But uh, just raise a good human being. Raise a good person. And I am blessed that my kids are all good people. And that's I, – I will count that as a success. So there's your answer. I love it. I absolutely love it. I, I think it's great. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for, she might hit me after. Thanks for <laughs> springing that on me. <laughs> I mean, that's what we do. We're, we're, we're talking. But I do like what Doug had to say. I mean, he nailed it precisely. His coaching, uh, his coaching theory and how kids need to have the knowledge themselves. You know, there's one thing I don't like to see is a kid throw a ball and then turn around and, and look at the coach for 
an answer. You should learn how to go through that process yourself. But that's just me. Enough. It's a learning experience. It is. It's a learning experience for all of us on both sides. Yeah. As, whether you're coaching, you're the athlete, right. uh, even the parents. And yeah. uh, so uh, great advice. I, I, I wasn't I wasn't kidding. We're going to splice some of that. Of what Doug oh, said. absolutely. Maybe, maybe if we could get it on all their phones so they like it just we can, or, or can we airdrop it so it automatically plays automatically. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would great. Brian says uh, he knows that feeling. Um, <laughs> Good old Uncle Brian. Hey, so uh, it's it's Wednesday. It is Wednesday. Uh, it, the week is it's it's hump day, but the week is still hump young. Day. Hump day. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, tomorrow is Thursday, and uh, tomorrow's Thursday. We've got our friend uh, Kenny Mitchell from the Staten Island Zoo, and to talk a little bit about what's going on there. And the tigers. And tigers, lions. And bears. bears and lions. Oh, my. Uh, and our weekly check-in with Pam Silvestri. We'll talk, so we're going to talk uh, about the zoo, talk about some animals, and we'll talk about some and food. Uh, we've been talking with Pam the last couple of weeks, and uh, it's the landscape has uh, totally changed here on Staten Island, especially during this. So <laughs> we'll get a, <laughs> a little bit of an update. Uh, yes, Pam will be here. Pam will be here. Uh, Friday. Friday. Our mechanics will be here. Jim Kane and Michael Piero. So uh, get ready for that. Bobby Mirabella is asking us if we're forgetting something. I think, he, you know, we, we shared the meme of the day in the beginning of the show. So usually I, we have a few folks that uh, uh, remind us. Remind and we, us? And we oh, appreciate okay. that. And I believe that's what he's referring to. Uh, but uh, thanks for, for tuning in, Bobby. Uh, yes, we did. We already shared the meme of the day uh, because it was timely. I mean, we could share it again. Because uh, it, it, it's funny. who doesn't like to see the baby Yoda? <laughs> uh, I have no clue what day it is anymore, <laughs> but we do know that today is Wednesday. We know that tomorrow's Thursday, then Friday, and then Saturday we're gonna have a birthday party uh, at noon, special time on Saturday. Special time celebrating Bob Learn Junior's birthday, Mister Three Hundred, uh, with his good friend Amleto Monticelli. Amleto Monticelli. We'll be talking some bowling, some coaching, and the work that. The work that they do together, because uh, they do a yeah. lot of work together yes. out, out in the field, uh, coaching and providing. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> if this is a preview of what we're going to get on Friday, uh, it, it, it'll be great. Uh, it'll be fun. Uh, we're taking a break on Sunday so we can enjoy uh, Easter. Uh, quarantined Easter. We hope that you are quarantined during this yes. holiday week. Uh, please, there's no reason to be going out and, and inviting people into your home as sad as it is and as hard as it is for us to be away from our families and not hug our kids and grandchildren it's really we're saving their life by not doing it so let's just not do it we'll reschedule yeah absolutely I'm, naz is already planning a big party in the summertime nice your daughter naz. my daughter not me she has invited all the facebook yeah, <laughs> that's good. I mean, it'll be a party. She there's always and Naz loves a, a good party. Uh, I really don't know what's happening over here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're a little too close for comfort. Uh, so thanks for thanks for tuning in today. Before we leave, um, we would like to. Uh, how do I do this? Like to extend our condolences to the Pizzarusso family on the passing of. Uh, Anthony's uncle James, uh, please know that uh, 
you're in our prayers and in our heart and um uh, it's a very difficult time any time to go through this is difficult but this is particularly heartbreaking please know that you're in our prayers and i'm sure that um that is shared by everybody that you guys know and even speak to briefly sweet sweet man I, his his laugh will certainly be missed on Monday nights. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Thanks, Naz. Uh, and we're, we're thinking about you, bud. Uh, and, and of course, we're, we're thinking about our friends and family uh, who are maybe at home or somewhere not feeling well. Yeah. Uh, so keep on keeping on. Uh, we're thinking about you. Uh, just, you know, we, we want happy updates. We want to hear from everybody. Uh, so please uh, keep, keep those people in your prayers. Yes. Uh, we'll be back at this tomorrow, episode 20. Well, have a great 20. day. Yeah, 20. I know, this is crazy. Uh, so like and share out like and share out posts. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. Uh, thanks to Chrissy and Doug. They were great. Yeah, they, they really, really were. It was nice to... I like having the couples on. Yeah, I like that. studio audience. We, <laughs> we should thank... We have, we have a large studio audience today. We have yes. uh, Grandma Greta. Uh, we've got the, the Jimmy and Michael show happening over here. Uh, so everybody's keeping distance, which is great. Uh, so be sure to, to join us tomorrow, 2 o'clock here, live from Rabs on our Facebook page. Yep. Like and share. And that was awesome. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.